الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله صلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا ومولانا رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه واهتدى بهداه إلى يوم الدين وبعد إن شاء الله تعالى This year's reflections on the Quran Our daily reflections on the Quran Is a project that I have been thinking about after last year Last year I spent Ramadan in the city of Toronto in Canada and throughout the month of Ramadan, our introduction every day was a summary of the juz. So you can easily, inshallah, in order not to repeat, you can easily look for these uh, re uh, recordings on YouTube. You will find 30 recordings of the 30 ajza of the Quran, which is uh, a seed for a book, inshallah, that's coming soon. Uh, 30 summaries of the 30 chapters of the Quran to help people in both Arabic and English, inshallah, to help people reflect on the Qur'an during the month of Ramadan. But this year I am choosing a different theme. The theme of this year is the parables of the Qur'an. And for people who don't know what are the parables, the parables is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses a case or an individual or something and makes a similitude, a similarity, strikes a similarity between that individual or that state or this condition and something which we have in day-to-day -day life. So every day, inshallah, from the juz that we will be reading, we will choose a parable and we will talk about it. That the parable of today is literally in the third page of the Quran in Surah Al-Baqarah. Or if you count Al-Fatiha, then it is actually the fourth page. If you start from Surah Al-Baqarah, then it is the third page and pretty much in the middle of the third page. Surah Al-Baqarah is one of the longest, if actually it is the longest surah of the Quran as we know. And this surah is very difficult to sum up in one thing, but the striking point of Surah Al-Baqarah is that the first 20 verses of Surah Al-Baqarah talk about the message and people's responses to the message and divides people into three categories. Those who receive the message of the Prophet, of any Prophet, but especially our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I can't see, do you want me to stand? Standing will be difficult. You know, with an injury, it will be difficult. Get me a chair then, inshallah. And the most important thing is that people can hear my voice. Arabs say, You hear about someone better than seeing him. So possibly, if people will be put off when they look at me. <laughs> right. So, uh, Going back to what we were saying, inshallah ta'ala, Surah Al-Baqarah starts in the first 20 uh, verses by talking about the message and how do people respond to the message. So it categorizes people into three groups. Believers who accept the message, disbelievers who refuse the message, and hypocrites who benefit from the message outwardly, but they deny it inwardly. And the first group, the believers, are mentioned literally in three verses. The disbelievers are mentioned in another four verses. And the rest of the 20 verses, 13 verses, talk about the hypocrites. The ayat list 10 qualities of the hypocrites because the phenomena of hypocrisy is very dangerous. So it describes them as kathibun, liars, describes them as mustahzi'un, as mockers, describes them as Mufsidun, those who spread corruption, describes them as khasirun, 
the losers. Those who have traded guidance with, with misguidance. They kept misguidance and they left guidance. So they are definitely losers, right? And so many other traits. After these 13 verses, we're actually at the end of this uh, very elaborate description of the hypocrites. The ayah number 17 says, مَثَلُهُمْ كَمَثَلِ الَّذِي اسْتَوْقَدَ they look like a person walking down in the dark desert. He decided to make a fire. If you are traveling in the desert at night and it's extremely dark, why do you make a fire? To get the light of the fire. To get two things, literally. To get the light and the warmth. So they are like, the Quran says, مثلهم. Their example, their state. In Arabic balagha, in Arabic rhetoric, this is called tashbih tamthili. It's a simile. It is called simile, simile of a state. The Quran is not assimilating them, it's assimilating their state. Similar to the state of an individual who traveling at night by the desert, made a fire for himself to get warmth and light, and then after seeing the benefit of the fire, what happened? The light of the fire, the nur of the fire was extinguished, finished. And then he's left with nothing. He is left completely blind. The Quran says, They are left in their darkness completely blind. Now, what is the benefit of making a simile? Why does the Quran tell us, They look like this, or they are similar to this, or the one who listens to the ayat but refuses it, he's like this, and he's similar to that. What is the point of that? Imam al-Zamakhshari, who's one of the commentators on the Quran says, Arabs have the quality and the tradition of using and bringing about examples and similitudes. Why is that? Because that helps people visualize what can't be visualized. For example, in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the pomegranate of paradise, speaks about the dates of paradise, speaks about loads of things in paradise. Even though the reality of these things is completely divorced and completely different from the reality of what we have in this world. Why is that? Because you won't be able, your soul will not feel the longing for paradise unless I tell you, you know what? There is pomegranate and there is this and there is this and there is that. Even though the reality of that is completely different from the reality of what we have in this dunya, right? But your soul will not feel the love unless this is mentioned to you. So that tamthil or mentioning this is makes what, what is hidden looks like, looks like seen. What is unseen makes it look like unseen. So in this ayah, what is happening? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that the, this, that the hypocrites in Al-Madinah Al-Munawwara they used to follow the believers outwardly, isn't it? The Quran says, When they see the believers, they say, we believe. When they sit with their devils, they say, we are with you. We are not with them. We are actually with you. They say, we are with you. We're just mocking them. Right? So the Quran says, when someone has the experience outwardly of Islam, they outwardly pretend that they are Muslims. They pray with Muslims. 
They go out to the battlefield with Muslims. When the Prophet ﷺ is traveling, they travel with the Prophet ﷺ. So outwardly what happens? They benefit. Like someone who comes to the masjid. He prays with us. He sits with us. He eats with you. So he experiences some of the sweetness of Iman. He feels the beauty of it. But because his inner word, his heart is corrupt, he does not benefit from it. So he experiences goodness and then he is divorced from it. He experiences goodness and he is divorced from it. He experiences goodness and he is divorced from it. When you experience goodness and then you leave it, your evil will be worse than the original evil. When someone is bad, he's bad. But when someone comes to Iman and then he leaves it again, he's worse than the one who has never experienced it. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, they are like someone who is traveling by night in the desert, he felt the need for fire. He realized that he can't actually live in the desert. He needs fire to ward off the wolves, to ward off prey animals, to get some warmth, to get some light. But because he is, he just saw the outward of it and he is not really genuine. So when the fire is extinguished because your eyes were attached to it, your ability to see after that will be very difficult, isn't it? Because the light is in your eyes. Then when you lose it, it will be worse than someone who has never seen light before. When you walk in the darkness and you haven't seen light before, it's easy to find your way. But when you see light, imagine that, when someone puts torch light in your eyes and then he puts it away, you won't be able to see, isn't it? But if you haven't seen any light, you'd be finding your way in the, in the darkness. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَتَرَكَهُمْ فِي ظُلُمَاتِ Allah will leave them in darknesses. Darknesses. The darkness of their lying, the darkness of mocking, the darkness of disbelief, right? So the Quran here teaches us an important lesson that we need to take home today. Which is what? Which is when you experience some iman experiences, be keen to keep it. Don't lose it. Because when you lose it, coming back to it will be more difficult. Coming back to it will be more difficult. That's why the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said in Hadith al-Bukhari, وَأَنْ يَكْرَهَ أَنْ يَعُودَ فِي الْكُفْرِ That one of the indications of the soundness of your faith, that your experience of faith is good, it is correct, huh? is that you hate to go back to disbelief that you hate to go back to disconnection, that you hate to go back to disobedience, that you hate to go back to your bad days as much as you hate to be thrown in hellfire. At the beginning of Ramadan, we experience good feelings in Ramadan. We have good habits in Ramadan. We go through connection to Allah in Ramadan. The worst thing that you will ever do is when Allah misses you after Ramadan. The worst thing that will happen to you is when as the ulama used to pray, Allahumma inna na'udhu bika min al-hawr ba'd al-kawr. Oh Allah, we seek refuge in you from going into incompletion after we were complete. And that's why some of the spiritual masters of the path, they used to say, the one who has a shining beginning, the one who has a burning beginning, will have a shining end. Burning beginnings have shining ends, meaning be persistent. Don't let loose. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides you to do Qiyamul Layl, don't let it go. When Allah leads you in Ramadan to recite some Quran, don't let it go. After Ramadan, don't let it go. 
Because if you let it go, that means it was not genuine. You are possibly worshipping the time, the season of Ramadan, but you are not worshipping Allah. Or what will happen is gaining it again will be more difficult than not having it at all. I leave you with this, inshallah ta'ala, and we start our taraweeh.